Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm talking with Rania Salman of the London Dietitian about alcohol. The nutrition and facts about different forms of alcohol can be a mystery, and we can have some unusual and honestly unhealthy mindsets when it comes to consuming alcohol. Thoughts such as not wanting to eat anything because you want to save calories because you're drinking, or on the other side of that, completely putting out of your mind the nutritional value, the calories and sugar and everything else of the wine, beer, or cocktail you're having sweeping it under the rug of your mind and just ignoring it. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have alcohol, and this episode isn't about bashing drinking. As someone who is going to a kid-free, husband-free girls get-together this weekend, it would make me quite the hypocrite if I did. My friend found these wine popsicles. I did not know these were a thing, but I'm really excited to try them. But my point is, Knowledge about what you're eating and drinking, whether it's broccoli or beer, allows you to make informed choices that are best for you and for your health. Rania is here today to help uncover some of the myths and mysteries of alcohol. Fascinated by our relationship with food and how we can improve our behaviors and lifestyle with changes in our diet, Rania studied nutrition and dietetics and completed her postgraduate diploma with a merit in the field. She worked for the UK National Health Service, where she spent many years working with patients in the research-driven teaching hospitals in the country. Rania now works for the largest private hospital group in the country and additionally has her own private practice where she specializes in PCOS, fertility, and chronic illnesses. One final note before we get to this episode, if you or a loved one is struggling with alcohol abuse or addiction, don't hesitate to reach out for help. Alcoholics Anonymous provides local resources, and to find information near you, go to aa.org. Or you can call the Substance Abuse National Helpline at 1-800-662-4357. As Rania is from the UK, I also want to mention for anyone listening in the UK, you can find resources for support through the NHS, alcoholchange.org.uk, and others. Now here is the wonderful Rania. Welcome to the Unstoppable Moms Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Breen, and here we bring busy mamas like you seriously effective tips for balancing a healthy lifestyle with real life chaos. The chaos of raising tiny humans while still trying to have those magical moments to yourself, not to mention your partner, your job, your social life, and all the things. If you're looking for the how-to for creating a healthy lifestyle for your family, actionable tips for losing weight in a healthy way, aka no diets and no sketchy pills that just make you run to the bathroom, and finding wellness without the overwhelm, welcome mama, you are in the right place. Hey, Rania, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me on, Caroline. Absolutely, yes. And, you know, before we get started, I'm really excited for our conversation today. So it's going to kind of revolve around alcohol and, you know, health around alcohol. But before we dive on into that, could you just kind of give everyone a little bit of background info on you and what you do and your journey to where you are at, where you're at now? Sure. So hi, everyone. My name's Rania. I'm a dietitian based in the UK. I started out my career five years ago at our National Health Service. And I ventured out into private practice around two years ago, now working acutely in hospitals, but also running my own private practice from home. 
and specializing in fertility, PCOS, and all things to do with health. And I'm really excited to be here with you. That is awesome. You guys, if you have not, and you probably haven't checked it out yet, unless you just so happen to be one of the people that already follows Rania, but if you haven't, you've got to check out her Instagram because she posts really funny videos on there and like just really great info that isn't, it's provided in a way that's entertaining and it's like bite-sized pieces of education. So I just want to throw that in there real quick to go and check out her Instagram. Um, and of course we're going to tell you at the end where you can find her and all of that stuff and connect with her. But I wanted to talk to Rania today about alcohol because it's summer right now. And you know, drinking is something that happens all year long, obviously, but it seems, you know, with summer here, it's like sunshine and cocktails or beer or wine. It all just seems to go hand in hand. So I thought this might be a really great topic to bring onto the podcast because I know a lot of people have questions about alcohol and there's conflicting and confusing info out there about it. So you know what? Let's just kind of start with a basic question of is wine actually healthy? Because we hear that it has heart health benefits, but I'm curious, is it actually healthy? So I think that's a really important question, Caroline, because like you said, one minute we're saying that it's healthy. The next minute we've got studies coming out saying, actually, we need to reduce our alcohol intake close to zero. Now, where we actually find the information surrounding wine is from studies and from the research. And one compound particularly found in wine called resveratrol is one that's really interesting. Um, so it's a type of polyphenol and polyphenols are compounds found generally in food, dark skinned food and drinks such as red wine. And they're thought to have beneficial effects on our bodies. One of them being heart healthy benefits and another being anti-cancer benefits. Now, the interesting thing with resveratrol is that pro-wine um, proponents will, or people that make wine and sell wine, uh, because most of us enjoy a drink, will kind of try and oversell the benefits of resveratrol. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, when you start looking at the studies and how much resveratrol there is in wine particularly, it's so small that it's not going to make any impact and any not going to have any health benefit to you. Um, so to actually, so all the studies that are looking at resveratrol that people forget to mention are actually done on rats and animals, and they're given super high doses of resveratrol in a supplement form. And that's where you see the health benefits. To get the health benefits seen in these animal benefits, we'd have to be drinking about six to seven liters of wine daily. Oh my any, goodness. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's quite a lot, right? So any any positive health benefits will completely go out the window as soon as you're drinking <laughs> six to seven liters. Um, so I think off the top of my head from memory, I think in 100 mils of red wine, there's 0 0.5 milligrams of resveratrol, which is such a tiny amount that it won't actually get into your bloodstream to even start having any positive impact. So that's wow. kind of that, that resveratrol. There are other compounds in red wine called um, flavonoids. They're also another type of polyphenols. And they are present in much higher concentrations. So, yes, they will have health benefits. But it's I think 
I think what we tend to, or maybe because, you know, loads of people like to drink, we kind of sometimes say to ourselves, well, it's fine. It's, you know, red wine's healthy. So it's kind of, I think we need to get away from thinking that it's, we need to have red wine because it's healthy. Um, yes, there are some compounds in it that will have health benefits, but you can find them elsewhere. So I wouldn't go to wine as your healthy drink. If you enjoy it with a meal, go for it. But trying to get away from thinking that it's actually something that's going to have a huge health benefit on you. That is so interesting. And, you know, as someone who knows really basically nothing about the health versus the unhealthy when it comes to wine and alcohol in general, you just see how much marketing really impacts what you think about things because, yeah, it. I, I feel like it's very a common assumption that we think that red wine is healthy because of the way that it's marketed. So it's very interesting to learn that. Now, you know, you did mention there were some other foods where you could find those things. Would you just men mind mentioning um, if you can name a few of those foods, just because I know people are probably curious now. They're like, oh, well, I'm not getting it from wine. So where can I get it from? Yeah. So they're going to be your dark skinned fruit and veg. So things like cherries, um, berries, and aubergines, for example, they're all quite high in polyphenols. Okay. And anything okay, kind of that great. darkish, reddish, purplish color. Okay, great. Yeah, easy to remember. Kind of like the same yeah. color of yeah. wine. I, think I just said aubergine as well for the American audience. I think that's eggplant. You guys say yeah. eggplant, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. So, if someone is being conscious of their calorie and their sugar intake, mm -hmm. What are, I don't know if you could suggest or just kind of give your insight into what are maybe some of the better drink options? I feel like a sugar especially can kind of sneak up on us when it comes to um, alcoholic beverages, especially cocktails. Definitely. So with when, you, when you're drinking, it's really easy to drink a lot because you can kind of fit it in um, and you're out with your friends and you start drinking and, you know, like I said, it's summer Unfortunately, in the UK, it's raining all the time and it's gloomy, but I'm sure in the States, lovely weather, sun's out, you're enjoying a drink, you know, having a barbecue, whatever, and you're drinking. Um, but people forget, actually, um, so you've got the calories that come from the alcohol itself. So for those that are interested, there are seven calories per gram um, in ethanol itself. Then you've got the calories that are going to come from the sugar, calories that are going to come from the syrups in cocktails, calories that are going to come from creams for example such as pina colada so you've got calories coming from left right and center so my suggestion would be if you are trying to watch you know your calories then for example if you're having a mixer right let's say you know you might have a vodka and coke instead of having a vodka and coke you can have a vodka and coke zero because that would save you about 130 calories from the coke um, same thing with if you're having a tonic, for example, have a single gin and low calorie tonic. That's another option. Um, instead of having vodka and orange juice, you could have a vodka and Fanta Zero. Again, the Fanta Zero won't have any um, calories in it. Again, I'm referring to UK stuff, so I'm hoping you guys have the equivalent. Oh, yes. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that's something that's quite simple, but I think people sometimes forget is just ask, like, if you're having a beer, ask for a smaller pint. Hmm. Um, I think you, you're you going to drink what's given to you and what's in front of you. And if you just ask for a smaller glass or a smaller pint or whatever it is, you will take the same amount of time to drink that as you would drinking the larger drink. 
Very true. Yeah, very true. No, those are those are definitely some very helpful tips too. You know, you can still have the alcohol portion of it or like the liquor portion of it, yeah. but maybe think of the mixer that you're mixing it with exactly. and where you can that's kind of the area where you can be a bit more flexible. You know, if you're like a yeah. a Tito's vodka or whatever type of person, then you can still have that, but maybe see how you can fit that in in a way that is going to work better for what you're looking for. Exactly. So what are some of your best tips when we want to have a few drinks, but we still want to serve our body well? And I'm not exactly asking like, how do we wake up without a hangover? But you know, how do we keep our body feeling good? Because it is, you know, it does very easily, especially maybe it's just me, but I feel like as you get older, drinking alcohol affects you more and more. Sure, sure. And there are definitely some tips um, that we can utilize to help with that. Especially we're all becoming kind of more health conscious. And we want to enjoy our lives, obviously, but also serve our body well, because our body's the only thing that we've got really going for us for several <laughs> years. Um, so I would say number one is always have alcohol, either have it with a meal, or have a snack before or have a snack after. And that's because it helps slow down the alcohol absorption into your blood. And so you've got less of the side effects that come with drinking too much. So have a snack such as unsalted nuts or some olives, crackers with cheese. If you don't want a full meal with it, then those are options. Um, something else I would suggest is slow down your drinking. So if you're having an alcoholic drink, your next drink, try and have some water or some fruit juice and then have a drink after that. And that serves two purposes. Number one, slowing down your drinking. So hopefully, I mean, by the end of the night, you've had less to drink. And number two, I'm not sure if you might be aware, but alcohol is a diuretic, which means that it dehydrates you. And if you're kind of drinking some water or some fruit juice or whatever it is, like a soft drink, you're counteracting those effects of dehydration. So just to make sure that you're well hydrated. Another thing I would recommend is to try and have some alcoholic free days per week. So a few days per week, don't drink any alcohol, just to give your body some time to rest from the alcohol. And also try and avoid adding up your alcoholic drinks. So sometimes what I hear people tell me is that, you know what, I'm just gonna save my drinks up for the weekend, that's fine. Mm -hmm. And here in the UK, we talk about units. I think you guys talk about servings maybe, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. We do, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So for us generally, we would say in the UK, a binge drink episode is referred to as um, six units in one session. And six units is equivalent to three glasses of wine. And think how easy it is to drink three glasses of wine. Um, mm -hmm. If you're out and about, if you know, you've got a family event and you've got a day event and you're drinking from the morning, it's really easy to actually... You, wouldn't, you don't realize that you're binge drinking, but you actually might be binge drinking. So trying to avoid that essentially is help helps to serve your body well. Yeah. I think those are very helpful tips there of, you know, making sure that you're getting the water, having a snack and being aware of how much you're drinking. And that's interesting that you say, um, you know, don't add up your drinks or like don't save your drinks until the weekend or something like that. I've, I've heard that as well from people over here that, you know, oh, I'm not going to drink, but then they get to that weekend or wherever and then perhaps go a little bit too 
crazy. Uh, their intake is a little bit too much. So, and you're not saying that alcohol is bad or, you know, there's no place for alcohol in your diet, but where do you kind of see it fitting? Where do you see a healthy balance with alcohol in our diet and as part of our lives? Because it is, it is a social thing as well. So taking that out, can can kind of impact people because they do view it as a social thing and, you know, people enjoy it. So where do you see it fitting into kind of like a balanced lifestyle while still caring about your body and wanting to serve your body, but enjoy having a few drinks every now and then? Sure. I, I think alcohol has a role to play in a balanced diet. Absolutely. As you were saying, a lot of people view, view alcohol not just as a drink, but also it's part of their social life. And it's important that they want to drink, but they also want to make sure they're making health conscious decisions and nothing that's going to be too much of detriment to their bodies. So I think sticking within whatever country you're in, um, the guidelines, the health guidelines, each country will have their own kind of guidelines as to how many we call it units, you call it servings, whatever that is, what the recommendation is per week, trying to stick to that number one is going to be really helpful. I think. Um, the tips that I mentioned above, so not not adding up your drinks um, towards the end of the week, having a few alcoholic free days a week, not feeling compelled to drink if you don't want to drink. Because I think sometimes there is this kind of, yes, it's a social thing, but a lot of people here feel like they have to drink, especially kind of in the UK pre-COVID, it was kind of a thing to go to the pub after work for after drinks with your friends. And if you don't want to drink, you don't need to drink. If you want to drink, have a drink. So not feeling compelled to do something, I think is quite important as well. And fitting alcohol as part of, you know, a balanced diet, um, a balanced dietary pattern, having it with meals, not binge drinking, and not having it on its own all the time. I think those are important steps. And that's where it would play a beneficial role. Ronnie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I know that everyone is going to really love this episode because a lot of people have questions about alcohol and they just, you know, they just don't know where to find the answers. So you have given such great answers today and such great information. And my mind is still kind of blown about the whole red wine thing. Like this is just so eye opening for me. And it's, it's just crazy to me how, how marketing works and how we just kind of like believe what we're told sometimes without second guessing it. So I love it when I can learn new things like that. Now I know everyone is going to want to find you and connect with you online. So can you tell everyone where they can find you? Sure. So if you want to give me a follow, I'm on uh, the London dietitian underscore Rania on Instagram. And if you wanted to check out my website, it's um, a UK website. So it's www.londondietitian.co.uk. And it's dietitian with a T, not a C. Okay, great. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me, Caroline. Pleasure. Love that episode and can't wait for more? Hit the subscribe button so you never miss a show. There's new episodes every Tuesday, but in the meantime, why not come on over and say hey on social? You can find me on the gram, and I say the gram because, you know, I'm a cool mom. You can find me on the gram at Unstoppable Moms Fitness. I'll talk to you next week.